Hello. Hi. Jonathan Stiano here. Um, Q&A. Question and answer session. I've got some questions here, but if anyone's out there who's got any questions, please feel free to post away the questions. I'm here. Oh. I'm at home. Sorry, this happens. I have actually got a stand for this. Um, not a stand, tripod. But it's in the in the office, and I'm at home. As you can see, some would say I should have brought it home with me, but I didn't. So there, yeah, I just there. Yeah, that's okay. It's a problem. It's a fuss. I'm at home. Um, quite cold, to be honest, because I tried to light the fire. But I can't light the fire. I've got kindling, firewood, boxes of matches, and I can't make the fire keep going. So I've got no idea how bear grills and the like make fires in the Amazonian rainforest when I can't make a fire in my front room with newspapers and kindling and everything else. Uh, goes for about five minutes and then stops, but uh, enough about my problems. Um, sorry, I'm off centre, aren't I? Uh, hope the audio is better this time. Last week we had a fuzzy microphone until I unplugged it. Back onto the old in here microphone. If it's fuzzy or the audio is not good or not at all, because I posted a video earlier with no audio, I'm aware of that. I think that, well, I don't think I'm. I'm I'm almost certain that was my fault. I turned the audio off because I was doing something and then I posted it and I didn't realise it would post without audio. But uh, live and learn. Hopefully audio is working on this. And I um, hope, hope it is. hope it is working. We've got a question. So Mrs Bick, you had a question last time and you posted it on the... Um, but it came in after the I finished the broadcast, so sorry about that. So I hope you're there. Um, you were asking about pregnancy and breastfeeding. How long after pregnancy and breastfeeding would you leave it before having fat transferred to the breast? Um, mainly the thing is that the size and the shape of the breast will change after um, having children. The breasts get bigger with the breastfeeding, and the longer you breastfeed, the... the um, longer they stay big and then the milk goes when you finish breastfeeding and so you need to give it time for it to settle because you need to get an accurate idea on the size of the shape of the breast before you go changing it in some way whether it be fat grafting or, or whatever um, so I would normally say leave it around three months um, at least three months after breastfeeding um, six months will probably be better so um, if people are thinking of coming to the clinic I often say look come to the clinic at three months and then um, think about having something done at six months as a minimum. Um, the other thing to consider is having a small child at home, because obviously because you're breastfeeding you've got a small child, so for that reason sometimes it's better to leave surgery for a year, um, because the child's a little bit older and walking around and things, so that's a bit easier to manage, so that's another aspect to consider. But for, with regards to say it's size and shape, three to six months to let the shape of the breast settle, and it's different between different people, so it would depend on how it is um, with you, but that's a ballpark, three to six months um, before having fat transfer. The other thing about fat transfer often needs to be repeated because it can be subtle. Um, so 
you, you, often people want to get started sort of sooner as because it takes a few months between each one. Um, Haley, you've asked if you can fake tan over scars. Yes. No problem at all, fake tanning over scars. Um, fake tan's fine. Uh, the only thing I would say is you've got to make sure the scar's properly healed. So normally we'd, I'd have a dressing on the scar for a week. Take the dressing off after the first week. Then I normally give you a bit of gauze. Um, just because sometimes when you take the dressing off, uh, to be honest, I'm talking about scars in general here. I pretty much do this for, give my secrets away now, I pretty much do this for, for any operation that I do. Um, so after the week, dressing comes off, and then a um, bit of gauze to wear, um, or to, to apply over the top of the gauze, because some uh, the scar, because sometimes there's a bit of ooze from the scar once you take the dressing off. That's normally just for a couple of days. Once that gauze has got nothing on it, uh, after a couple of days, then you don't need any dressing or any gauze. And then you can do whatever you want with regards to applying stuff, whether that's makeup or <clears throat> to cover it up or fake tan. Similarly for swimming, you can go swimming at that stage. Absolutely fine. I normally say don't say to massage the scar yet. I normally leave it a month or so before actually massaging, putting pressure on the scar, because it takes a good month or so for the, knit, the, the wound to knit together and the strength to get there. But certainly for applying stuff like um, creams or fake tan, um, you can do that after a week or 10 days once it's dry the other thing is to be clear about is with regards to sun beds which is a different thing so i advise against sun beds at, at all because they're not so good for your skin similarly getting sun burnt is not good for your skin so i would advise against that but particularly if you've got a scar while that scar is red and obvious you want to avoid and i think this is why you've asked the question you want to avoid getting a tan on it with a sunbed or with the sun. So you don't want to get a tan on it. You're fine if you're in this country, certainly at the moment, but if you go on holiday to Saudi Arabia or another sunny climate, um, you don't want to get a tan, a tan on it. Um, so that just means keep it covered up, high protection sunblock. Because if you get a tan on a scar while it's red and obvious, then it stays tanned when you lose a tan. So you need to cover it up while it's red, first three to six months, and then you can do whatever you want with regards to tanning. But fake tan at any time is fine. Rhiannon, do you lift? Do you lift the breast when you do a reduction? It's not you, Rhiannon. It's me. Um, I can't read my writing. Um, good question. A lot of people ask about. Oh, I want a breast reduction, but I think I need a lift as well. A lift is part of a breast reduction. So if you're having a breast reduction, you're having a lift. So you don't need a lift and a reduction. Part of the procedure of a reduction is to lift the breast. So I always say a breast reduction delivers on two um, levels because cosmetically it lifts the breast, it brings the nipple back up to a higher position and cosmetically it makes um, the chest more balanced and the breast in a more youthful position. And it also delivers on a functional level because it reduces the volume of the breast, makes the breast smaller, lighter. So you get less functional problems with regards to bra straps, um, digging in, back pain, shoulder pain, etc. Um, I should really make notes of what I was going to say because I was going to say something else about that. Do you lift the breast when you do a reduction? Um, yeah, so that's an integral part of the, of the, of the breast 
Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So essentially, really, a breast lift and a breast reduction is in many ways the same operation. It's a spectrum of the same operation. Um, when you, If you look at the skin marking, the pattern of the scarring is the same. You know, always around the nipple. I think I spoke about this last week. Always around the nipple, sometimes straight down. So lollipop, sometimes in the fold as well, inverted T or anchor scarring. Lift or reduction, you can do them in that in that pattern of scarring. And basically, it's the same operation. You're doing the same thing. You're lifting the breast. You're tightening the skin envelope. You're removing skin on both of them to tighten the skin envelope. The only difference being with a reduction, you also remove breast tissue to reduce to remove some volume and, and re- remove the heaviness. So there are slightly more potential for complications with a reduction because you're removing breast tissue away. And so you're isolating the nipple on what we call a pedicle, a stalk of tissue that gets that stays attached to the nipple, which is then moved up into position. So there's more potential for complications because you're moving tissue from around the nipple, whereas with a lift, you're leaving all the tissue attached and you're just removing the skin. The nipple isn't removed, doesn't come off and get stuck back on again. I think a lot of people think that happen. That happens. That is a way of doing a breast reduction. You can do something called a free nipple graft where you take the nipple off and put it back on again. It's pretty uncommon, at least in my practice, it's pretty uncommon. It's only for really big reductions that you might consider doing that. Um, so most of the time with a reduction or a lift, the nipple's staying attached, but you're just removing the skin around it. Um, Paul, you've got a tattoo um, and you're thinking of having it removed. Um, it's quite a large tattoo, Paul. It's on Paul's forearm here. Um, it's, and it takes up quite a large part of the forearm. Um, a lot of people don't realise that tattoos can be excised. And they say, oh, I never realised how all this laser treatment or what have you. Um, I always say that laser treatment is probably the first line for tattoo removal. And certainly for Paul, yours is very black. And that might be might respond to to laser tattoo removal. I don't do laser tattoo removal, so you have to look for someone locally who does that. But um, often, if laser tattoo doesn't laser tattoo removal doesn't work, then people come to see me, and um, then excision is an option. But what I say is really excision is really an option. If you can pinch it together, then I can remove it because I can pinch that bit of skin just like you you pinch it with your hand. You can do a serial excision. Um, I think I've done a YouTube video about serial excision um, which means taking a piece out letting the skin settle and then taking another piece out but Paul I think yours is too big even for serial excision I've got to say I do not think it is suitable for excision I think it is too big I think it would need just too many operations and um, I don't think it'd be a good option you do mention skin graft or I don't know if you've mentioned skin graft or, or if Laura's mentioned skin graft but someone's mentioned skin graft um, and a lot of people think, oh, why can't you just take it out and do a skin graft? If you look at my serial excision video, I think you'll find that one of those patients is a patient who's had a, a tattoo removed and skin grafted. Um, I don't know if you're watching The Missing. We're probably a bit behind on that because we're on the um, watching on the iPlayer. Um, but the guy's got a burn on the side of his face. I don't know how popular this program is. I don't know if this is relevant, me talking about this. Um, and he went to see a plastic surgeon, the ones we've just seen, we're, say we're probably a few weeks behind. Or, and the plastic surgeon said he could do skin grafts to make it look better, but it would be too expensive or something. Or, anyway, um, he's got skin grafts. Those look like skin grafts to me that he's got on the side of his face. Skin grafts don't look good. Um, the perception is, oh, you know, I've got this ugly scarring. I'll put a skin graft on it to make it look better. They don't look like normal skin. They don't look good. 
They look like scarred skin, and uh, I don't think it would look good, Paul, to have a skin graft on your forearm, and um, I wouldn't recommend it. You, but you know, um, so I don't think excision is a good option. I don't know if you've had any laser. I don't think you have. So I think I would go down that route to, as a first line, see how you get on. Um, but I'm sorry, I can't be more helpful on that one. Um, Paula asking about the bra. Hi, Paula. Hope you're okay. Um, not the bra, the band, the band, um, and showering. Okay. Yes. Some people use breast band more than I use the breast band. I don't use the breast band very often. The breast band is, an, is, a, is a strap that goes um, on the upper pole of the breast immediately after surgery to stop them from sitting high. The breasts are always sit high to start off with and then they settle. Um, the only time that you ever get a problem with breast sitting high, or in my experience, the, the only time, I shouldn't say the only time, but the most common time for getting... Um, implants sitting too high is when they're under the muscle. It is more of a problem with under the muscle. And so it is possible to have a breast band. And Paula, um, Paula we can get a breast band sent out to you. Um, I will do that. I'll get a breast band sent out to you. Um, because um, yours are under the muscle. So it's um, it's 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 a definitely a thing that, that you can do um, and that can help when the implants are high but I would say they're always high uh, very rarely use breast bands and they usually um, settle in time well, they, 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 so they will settle in time the breast bands can help it's a bit worse in the sunny we in sunny weather because they can be a bit obvious to look at the breast bands because they come up quite high but that's certainly an option the other thing that you're asking about is showering um, because I think I said you could shower day one after your surgery, immediately after your surgery, and then the nurse says you can't shower for a week. Um, so uh, I would I would stand by, stand by what I've said. You know, I'm standing, I stand firm on my um, my side. <laughs> um, you can shower straight away, in my view, Paula. Um, I think the nurses they always tell people they don't get it wet and things like that. But to be honest, don't getting it wet, not getting it wet, is a bit old-fashioned, really, with things. And I, you know, I try and get people in the shower as soon as possible so yes i'd stand by my original advice you can shower today um, or tomorrow i normally say you stand with your back to the shower the dressings are splash waterproof so you only have that dressing on for a week as i said earlier pretty, pretty much dressings are only over on for a week they're splash waterproof you can't soak them don't sit in a bath and, and, and soak because it won't be good splash water go with your back to the shower if you get any water on the pad of the dressing the training is like a clear waterproof or showerproof um layer and then a white pad if the white pad gets soaked gets wet give us a ring we'll change it you know come back we'll change it no problem at all but i've got to say they usually last pretty well um i had a hernia repair um and i had one of those dressings they told me it was going to last a week i didn't believe them i thought no way is that going to last a week with walking and everything uh, and it did so there you go i've got personal experience of those dressings they're very good they are shower proof and um i think it's absolutely fine for you to shower um but you know, go go with go with who who you want to go with on that one. But that's my my uh, my oars worth. Um, that's it. I've got uh, so that's the questions for this week. Um, any questions? The the thing here is saying you're live. We're building an audience for you. I don't know if that means that. Um, I've got an audience, or if if anyone's got any questions, you can post them here. I'll ask, I'll answer them live. 
right now. Um, preferably plastic surgery related. Um, and uh, but if not, I'm we're going to sign out and um, go to a somewhere else in the house, which is perhaps a little bit warmer than this room. And um, I hope that's been useful. I'm going to try and do this on a Tuesday, seven o'clock. So um, well, a bit like today. So be back in next week. So if you have any questions, you can always post them here or email Laura, and I will be very happy to go through those and answer those questions next week. But for now, thanks for coming, and uh, have a good evening. And I hope no more questions come after the cut like they did last week from Mrs. Bick. Uh, but if they do, I'll be, be more than happy to answer them next week. And um, I wonder what this button up here does. Put the filter. Okay, sorry, that's <laughs> right. Oh, right, okay. Oh, these filters. Okay, I don't know if you can see the filters or not, but anyway, sorry about that. So, yeah, just checking. There's not anyone out there. Is that right? Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't know what that did. Okay, and right. Okay, I've got a square on the screen. Anyway, that's good. I've found out what those buttons do, and um, that's that. So I'm going I'm to check out now and go and uh, um, speak to my family. Speak to you soon. See you next week. Bye.